0: Yeah, obviously it um, wasn't, wasn't a good hit, so um, my, my future's in the MRO's hands and uh, yeah, first thing I did was flick, uh, mark a message after the game and uh, yeah, it's never never my intention to concuss anyone or um, hit anyone higher, I think I played a tough fair game and um, obviously got that one wrong. Yeah, it's tough when you're in the moment, sort of those split second decisions to sort of make a conscious decision to, to not bump, that's how the game's going to be going forward and then we'll just have to learn to adapt.
1: Connor Rosie and Sam Powell Pepper there. So the it's amazing that the most important tribunal case of the season comes out of a match sim hmm. because this is going to set the tone for all that unfolds from here. Our McCafe Coffee catch up with Sam Edmonds, any size soft drink for just one dollar at Maccas. Hello, Sam. Jared, good morning to you. This is a really pivotal moment as the AFL establishes a new standard around this sort of offence.
0: Almost like a new watermark, isn't it? And it is a significant amendment to the tribunal guidelines that have made it possible, Jared. And it is allowing the AFL at the moment to push for a long ban for that man, Port Adelaide's Sam Palpepper. So Palpepper will front the tribunal from 10 o'clock tomorrow, Wednesday morning. The league set to argue for a suspension of no less than the four weeks. So four and above. So... Whether The other just disclaimer on this before we get into the nitty-gritty, because there's been some confusion on this in recent times, whether Sam Pell-Pepper could count Port Adelaide's official pre-season practice matchup coming against Fremantle on Friday as part of any ban I'm told will be at the full discretion of the AFL's Executive General Manager of Football, Laura Kane. So that is open-ended at the moment. But regardless... Pal Pepper now sits at the mercy, Jared, I think it's fair to say, of a reinforced set of tribunal guidelines and a league under immense scrutiny, as we know, over its approach to concussion and CTE. But it's in the official changes to the tribunal process, soon to be formally released via the 2024 handbook, that the AFL has cleared the way for a new water- watermark, as I mentioned, for reportable incidents. Of all varieties, but particularly the pal pepper bump that concussed Adelaide's Mark Keane. and it's a fresh amendment that makes absolutely clear, Jared, the previous match review decisions or tribunal hearings have zero bearing on new cases. So that effectively means, in layman's terms, we are starting from scratch. There's community standards at play here, and don't use history as any guide. So the the
1: formal legal wording which we've uh, we've obtained is in determining the classification of a reportable offence, the tribunal is not bound by any decision of the tribunal or MRO in a previous year and may reasonably exercise its discretion to impose a different classification and or sanction than may have been imposed in previous years, having regard to evolving community standards and an increased focus on reducing instances of avoidable forceful high
0: contact and preventing injuries which then specifies concussions. Mm. And this amendment, and it is a big one, points to, doesn't it? I mean, a football landscape headlined in recent times by Angus Brayshaw's medical retirement at the age of 28, the 100-plus player class action that's in the courts at the moment, Victorian coroner John Kane's recommendations to the league, among the many which include limiting contact training sessions. So... This is an all-encompassing and, I would say, significant change. The assessment of Powell Pepper's bump on Keane was reviewed by the match of Officer Michael Christian as careless conduct and high contact. They were they were obvious. But then the severe impact. Now, that triggered a three-match-plus sanction and a direct appearance at the tribunal, Jared. So as part of the league's desire to limit tribunal hearings this year, which we've discussed before, should a player be cited in the future for a three-match ban, then they can accept that sanction if they choose, without going to the tribunal. So no need for a hearing that amounts to nothing. But if you get the three plus attached to it, like we have in this case, then you're going up and the AFL's after you in a big way.
1: Yeah, so the AFL's confirmed that they will prosecute for greater than three weeks. So I imagine that that is four, that they will petition for a four-week suspension. And that's the move from last year. This was just a, a cut and dried three weeks last year. Uh, but the change in community standards and in the the determination to reduce these avoidable instances that the AFL will pitch that market for.
0: So if he gets, and this is just spitballing here, if he gets something significant tomorrow morning, which he very well could, there is scope for him to serve at least one of those suspensions in the free game. Now, some people will have their views on that, some won't. As an extension to that as well, people saying, well, this is a glorified scratchy, you know, uh, how can this be that he gets suspended? But it's got AFL umpires involved, it's AFL sanctioned, it's AFL approved, and once the AFL are involved, then their laws, their guidelines and clubs and players are are beholden to them. Yeah, so
1: that's vital into how it unfolds, but the precedent that gets set here is going to lift the bar.
0: For this year, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, so it's come at, well, for the league, perhaps at an ideal time, for Sam Pell-Pepper at the worst time.
1: Well, it's, it is a rolled gold case study for the AFL to announce its intentions. The difficulty for Powell pepper so listening to him yesterday, there's no question that he was going to plead guilty and mm. throw himself at the mercy of things. They will have to mount as stern a defence as they can to try to limit it to three weeks uh, and resist the AFL's push that this be a a greater penalty.
0: But will there be some contrition? I reckon if that was going to be three matches, then there might have been full contrition and we'll take the three. But now that it's going to be four and potentially more, do they blend contrition with extenuating circumstances? Oh, look at the Rioli tackle. Mark Keane's been slung into him. So it's going to be a delicate blend of both though, because it is the ultimate hot potato at the moment for clubs to navigate.
1: Yeah. And it makes it... um that's the point of contention for the tribunal who ultimately said mm. what these penalties are, is we've seen instances in the past where the AFL has sought higher penalties but been unable to achieve them under their under their laws. Uh, So that is at the AFL tribunal's discretion and that's the independent part of the process.
0: Yep, indeed. And look, the 12-day concussion, it it sounds as though that return to play threshold isn't going to change, Jared. Maybe it changes in time and that's people's expectations. We've seen the community guidelines at 21 days set by or recommended by the AIS and Sports Medicine Australia, but the AFL will soon formalise its concussion protocols. They've got until I think mid-March to respond to John Kane's recommendations formally as well. So I think
1: there's going to be two different levels. I think there'll be... a response for the elite competition but there's clearly going to be a community set of guidelines released by the afl for the as the keepers of the code so the ais released its recommendations uh, a couple of weeks ago and asked sporting bodies to sign up yep the afl is doing its own work on the community Mm -hmm. front and what what the trickle down will be which
0: is people listening today parents officials volunteers this is the battle 99 percent of concussions are happening here And it's far murkier and far muddier at that level, which you can understand when a child or a senior player gets concussed. So some framework coming for that as well, which I think is absolutely needed. Yeah, it makes for an intriguing morning tomorrow. Does indeed, yeah. Well, I'll be sitting in for you, Gerard, and we'll have it for the listeners in real time when it unfolds for Sam Palpepper.
1: One other item you want to mention? Still
0: waiting for Geelong. So uh, (laughs) Cam Guthrie and the quad, how bad is it? Uh, Will the club tell me they'll have uh, a, a notification on the severity of Cam Guthrie's quad? Uh, at some stage this morning, obviously just the six games last year with the toe and the operation that followed, so GC is due a change of luck. So one
1: of the changes that is coming, which was outlined at the Friday briefing, was that there's a 5pm Tuesday cutoff as to when you must produce right. your injury list <laughs> yeah. and it must be
0: prescriptive. Well, this is he, speaking of an early test, he's a good early test for, I would say, and I love the cats and the people that work there, but one of the worst offenders last year. There'll be no short-term, medium-term. I hope long-term. not. I hope not, Jerry. There's X amount of weeks with the capacity to reassess. Have a window. Give us a six to eight or something. Don't give us medium-term. So that has to be lodged by five o'clock on Tuesdays during the home and away season. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, well hopefully I feel like
1: you've driven that one.
0: Yeah. No not at all, not at all. But i let supporters want to know as well. And he's a safe to say a very important player. I'm not sure if anyone's chipped in for their club as well over time, Jared, but uh, the Costa group. And the family of the late Frank Costa to contribute $10 million to their planned uh, indoor training facility down there is uh, absolutely extraordinary. So good on them and good on the club. The club
1: has been blessed to be in a marginal seat federally and state. And there is that. And blessed to have a family like the Costas at its heart.
0: I wasn't going to mention that, but there is that as well, yes. So Sam, that will be a part of it. Thank
1: you. Thanks, Jared. And the cafe, coffee, up, any size soft drink for just $1 at Macca's.